Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up, everyone? Welcome into today's NBA Strategy Show here on the Osmo YouTube channel and wherever you are finding us. I'm Adam Kaufman, and it's a special one, not just this show because Josh and I get to be here with you, but because NBA trade deadline is only a matter of hours away, five hours away to be exact. And if anything interesting breaks over the course of this hour, we will be sure to tell you all about it while also previewing, of course, tonight's five-game slate in the association. Josh Engelman, how are you, man? And we just got breaking news. JaVale McGee traded to the Denver Nuggets. Well, let's break it all down. Let's talk all about it. Man, I I like it a lot. Last night. Denver needed a backup center, man. That's uh, that's probably a good pull. I can't imagine it's going to cost them anything more than a crappy second. So, uh, you know, that's a free 10 to 14 minutes of playoff rotation center minutes. I like it. Welcome it's back to Denver, that, JaVale McGee. Yeah. You got to keep all the alerts for Shams, for Woj, for Stein, for Amick, for everybody else. You got to keep them on high alert, especially right now. So this, we got the JaVale McGee news, of course, last night, uh, I think just after midnight or something like that, maybe even a little bit later than that, two in the morning, whatever it was, we had uh, a move made then as well. Let's see, what were the Yeah, DeLon, DeLon Wright and uh, Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph, yeah multiple second round picks going as well any uh well we have a lot to get to obviously so we we can circle back to some of the trades and like i said as things break we will let you know as it happens as soon as we get those push notifications we will tell you all about it but how about uh, a little bit of lineup study something that we're uh sort of reintroducing introducing into this program tell people uh, a little bit about what they should be looking for for tonight maybe also reflect a little bit on how last night absolutely sucked for i think everybody I mean, what was a good score last night? Like 230 points, it felt like. Yeah, 313 on an 11 game slate shipped a milli solo. Uh, it was a truly garbage slate. I didn't play it, so I feel happier than most people. As you should. I mean, every, there, there really wasn't a good star. I mean, some of the value in mid tier guys certainly came through, but like Jokic stunk. Luka was awful. Giannis disappointed. Harden didn't play. It was just, it was bad across the board, it felt like. 
Yeah, Luca ended up 50% owned, went for 29. Giannis was 26% owned, went for 35. Jokic was 12% owned, went for 41. Towns was terrible, went for less than 40. You needed to have Vooch for 57. That was the spot that was most necessary. But, I mean, if you didn't have Alizé Johnson yesterday, what are you doing? Alizé Johnson, the fourth highest scorer on DraftKings last night. Just a wacky, wacky day. How are you living your life without Johnson? All right, take us through this. What do we need to know? Yeah, so uh, the winning lineup last night, a solo bullet ships a milli on DK on an 11-game slate with a score that looks like a two-gamer. Honestly, it's insane. Um, Only two guys, only three guys in the lineup were owned north of 10%. Uh, The name is Can't Stop Beast Mode. Just truly Hmm. amazing. Jamal Murray, 1.5% owned, 36 fantasy points. Grayson Allen, 1.3% owned, 30 fantasy points. The Bogdanovi, Boyan at 0.7% ownership, 27 fantasy points. Not even good. Bogdan Bogdanovich, 4K, went for 34. Now, he was actually getting a little bit of ownership, as was Chris Stapp's Porzingis went for 53. That I would have been on. Clint Capella went for 53 at 11% ownership. But Garland hit 43 once Colin Sexton was ruled out, and then Joe Val for 35 in the utility spot. 313.25 fantasy points enough to take down a solo milli on what I thought was going to be one of the more ridiculously high scoring slates of the, of the year. Right. Au contraire. Real disappointment. Yeah. You can see obviously all those details on your screen that Josh was running down and uh, it was, it was almost a breathtakingly bad night in the NBA for fantasy performances last night. They're really it, like Josh said, you, you had to take advantage of some of those uh, lower guys that normally you're just trying to wedge in for value or for opportunity because the stars, it was just one yeah. bat one after another. It was, so, I mean, just 11, 11 guys max oh, entered that mega millionaire last night. It, it was 33 <laughs> entries at 2,500. 11 of them did. Every single one of them took an absolute bath. No one profitable. Mazwa and McLovin both went 0 for 33 in putting any lineups into the money. That is $82,500 down the drain. That is a brand new, very nice car. So to uh, answer your question, Adrian Wojnarowski, Denver is uh, acquiring JaVale McGee, for Isaiah Hartenstein or Stein and uh, two future protected second round picks. So uh, basically yeah, they're just solid trade. I, I like the trade for both teams. I don't have much to add. I'm yeah, a, I'm a JaVale fan here and any, I mean, is there any fantasy value for McGee in this situation? Fantasy. Well, if we're talking about season long, no, but uh, in DFS trades don't matter. Guys have salaries. So they just, change their salaries to match sure. their new role. So in DFS, all of this stuff is basically meaningless. Uh, in uh, season-long leagues, you're not playing JaVale McGee in your season-long leagues for 12 yeah. minutes a game. I mean, Jokic is going to play 36 minutes a game. So the most that JaVale is going to play is 12 minutes a day unless there's blowout run. Jordan, not our producer Jordan, but Jordan Burkhardt in the chat says, uh, I'm just here for the DVD poll. That's, that's picked up a lot of acclaim. I don't know if you pay attention to the comment section after the fact, but or obviously just the chat in general when we're you know actively live doing the shows. But people are really enjoying the DVD poll. A, a lot of talk on social media about He Got Game last week. That's a fantastic movie. It did, and a perfect fit for an NBA strategy show, too. 
It really was. All worked out well. You know, I, I started watching yesterday on the subject of just, I don't know, the things that you can put on a screen in front of you. Blue Mountain State. How had that show not been in my life until yesterday? Have you ever never seen that seen one? It. No, never saw it. Oh, it, it's right up your alley. Trust me when I say that. Available to you on Amazon Prime. Watch the first okay. one. You won't turn back. I guarantee it. Five-game slate in the association tonight. Like I said, trade deadline is a little less than five hours away. Already moves underway, and we will let you know as things come about. But starting the process of getting into tonight, you've got uh, you know limited options naturally, but Russell Westbrook, Julius Randle, Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler. That's the you know that's the upper echelon of what's available to you this evening. Anyway, who do you like? I mean, this slate slate is kind of nuts we don't have ownership yet so it's hard for me to totally compare but I think unquestionably Tyrese Halliburton is the best play on the slate uh, he's 5700 on FanDuel uh, 6k on DraftKings if we're talking about payup options uh, it's kind of bleak uh, Julius Randle at 10-2 on FanDuel probably my favorite payup option there if we're talking you know uh, the, the truly upper echelon although De'Aaron Fox is 8900 if we consider that payup um, he would technically be my answer but I prefer Randall to Russ. I prefer Randall to Damian Lillard. Um, we just saw this game happen, but Randall gets the benefit of facing the Wizards, and that is incredibly appealing um, from a DFS perspective. That is a nice pace. Let's take a look through here in the uh, the chat, or as I like to call it, the Chat Kings Conference Room. A $5 super chat from Andrew. Thank you so much. As, uh, I feel so much worse about my DK dollar win scored 330. Uh, you know, weird night that's uh that would if if the buy-in for the millie were a little bit more reasonable I, that would really stress me out a lot but since it's a $2,500 buy-in you can't really like be too shook on it but knowing that you had a score that would have shipped a million dollars solo by a mile must sting at least a little bit <laughs> Uh, a lot of Blue Mountain State fans in here. Jacob, best show ever. BMS is the GOAT. Great show, says Ben. That show's pretty old, says Raz. Yeah, it only went for three seasons. It was on a while ago. I just kind of stumbled upon it and never seen it. Hey, it's about sports. And uh, boy, it, it took me down a path. And like I said, I'm only a couple episodes in. What about your favorite value plays tonight, knowing full well that that could totally change over the course of the next eight, nine hours? Yeah, it's going to be a wild one today. I'm going to go live at some point in time in like the 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock window. I think the trade deadline's at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock, probably... yep. Yeah, so I'll probably be live sometime in that window uh, just trying to talk through some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, favorite value plays? So there's not a lot of super decent, truly pay-down options on the slate. If we're talking about guys on FanDuel, like the lowest that I really want to go is $4,200 James Wiseman. There's not a ton under his price tag on DraftKings, it's a little bit different i think batum has to be in play on a five gamer 3700 Derek jones jr i think probably has the most upside here he's 3900 uh nas little and anthony simons are both uh out for health and safety protocols jones has played 30 minutes plus in three out of his last four so if he does that again at sub 4k that's a value spot where he's got the mpe uh, allows you to pay up a little bit more i mean tony bradley Duncan Robinson, Marcus Morris. These are all guys that are sub uh, sub 5K. But as of right now, in that sub 4K range, it's really hard to find. 
Want to uh, mention quickly our awesome old Hall of Famers. We appreciate you. We celebrate you, especially when you have good days, you uh, Osmo subscribers that end up cashing in on nice wins. And, you know, that ranges, obviously. It, it could be, a, you know, a, a $500 win. It could be a $5,000 win. It could be even more than that. Whatever it is, you know, like I said, you guys have good days. We celebrate you. There's even a section on the Osmo website devoted to it. It is the Osmo.com Hall of Fame. Just go Osmo.com slash hall dash of dash fame. And you can see some of the people that we're talking about. And uh, just, you know, basically, we thank you for thanking us and for uh, paying attention, subscribing, listening, taking uh, all the advice that you hear here, be it on this show or others, and taking it to heart and using it to go and win some money. So, uh, again, many thanks to uh, all of you out there listening and uh, for just being here with us, being part of the Osmo family. But let's start to get into this thing. Uh, we've, you know, sort of scratched the surface on on overall players, but how about the games themselves? Portland and Miami is uh, where we can start. And, you know, like we said, especially being trade deadline day, who the hell knows what is potentially in store? Is, is this day going to resemble to you, you know, kind of like that last day before the all-star break where just everything flipped on its head over the course of the day and, and guys are getting ruled out left and right for one reason or another. In this case, obviously it's not extended rest or extended break. It's because someone is on the move or being held out for, uh, you know, because they were just traded is, uh, you know, do you think there's going to be a lot of movement around the league in that sense? I do think there's going to be a lot of movement. I don't think it's going to matter all that much for tonight's slate. Like we'll know the news earlier in the day we'll know who's in we'll know who's out i don't think that there's going to be a ton of surprises here we don't really have a ton of news either on the slate so from a holistic slate perspective i think it's going to be relatively normal relatively easy nothing too crazy just because we have you know four and a half hours of a window after the end of the deadline that will just sort of open up every other outcome for us so i'm actually pretty excited about this this should be I think one of the easier slates on the year, but I also thought yesterday was going to be crazy hard and it just was crazy awful. Yeah. It really just really bad. I mean, I like, I won most of my head to heads with 215 points on DraftKings. <laughs> that's, that's, that it, that's nuts. That's, I, how bad, that's how bad uh, that night was. Hey, I broke even, which is a, an incredibly high ranking day. Just not playing probably makes it one of my like 15 best days of the NBA season. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, Portland, like I said, in Miami, let's start there. Damian Lillard is, uh, you know, an obvious play in the sense that this is always a guy that could go off. It's hard to just totally fade him. Not necessarily in a great spot, though, if you're comparing him to other guys that are available, especially in a, you know, points per dollar standpoint. In fact, Alex, Alex Baker, our own Osmo, he has him only projected for about four and a half X value right now. Uh, which is, you know, not good compared to like an Ennis Cantor who's five and a half. Now, Lillard's got the higher ceiling. That goes without saying. He's still projected for a little south of 50 points. Cantor's right around, you know, 36, 37. You have some pay down options. Robert Covington, you can go way down. Derek Jones Jr. Who do you like here? And can you justify Dame? I'm not the like biggest Dame fan in the world today, but it's not like he's not on the board for me. I think he's basically properly owned across both sites. 9,400 on FanDuel looks quite a bit better than the 10K price tag on DraftKings. I'm significantly more interested in CJ McCollum. 7,500 on FanDuel, 7,200 on DK. We've got him for projected for around 10% ownership. His minutes were up the last game. Like he's He appears to be 
back to what we're looking for out of CJ McCollum. He played 38 minutes their last time out. They ran an eight man rotation with little and Simon's out. They didn't even break into like any other further down the line guys. So I'm giving CJ McCollum 36 minutes. And in that case, given the rates that he's had uh, earlier this year, I'm very, very interested in going to CJ. I think that uh, a 10% on CJ on a five game slate is kind of silly. If he's actually getting the minutes that, um, He's like, if he's getting that full run of minutes, I think Robert Covington for 6,100 and 5,700 on FanDuel and DraftKings respectively is a fully functional play about a 20 percenter. And then, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Derek Jones Jr., whether that's 4,400 on FanDuel or just 3,900 on DraftKings, he is one of the value plays that I think is significantly more in play than anyone else, just because I, I don't really see where else they go with the minutes. I gave him 30. He's been a, been a 0.75 fantasy point per minute guy over the past 30 days i'm projecting him at 0.77 so it's not like i'm taking some huge stretch and for all the people that want to like touch themselves to revenge narratives uh he used to be on the heat Is, i mean yeah that's it's hard it's hard to know where to go with that exactly other than just r- really <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying trying not to blush i mean you know, look at people <laughs> people care about that I don't well, get I like, the sense that Derek Jones Jr. is all that mad about making multi-millions of dollars in Portland. I happen to really like Narrative Street. I don't like it as much in the NBA as I do maybe in some other sports. But, uh, you know, I, yeah, uh, who isn't just spending some time alone in the dark thinking about whether it's, you know, Greek appreciation night for Giannis. Jimmy what's Butler, really, about 40. What's funny is I think it's bigger in the NBA than any other sport. Yeah, well, I can see there's a lot of, you know, ego and uh and and everybody taking everything personally all the time that i can see that it's the only sport that you can control your own outputs like you can't be you can't have a revenge game as a wide receiver in the nfl someone has to still get you the ball in places to succeed in baseball you obviously just can't do it no matter what that's 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 not at all how that works nba like if you want to shoot you can just shoot you can have the ball all the time you can especially for like usage dominant type dudes it's true if that guy's pissed off like he could just have a huge shooting day yeah, no, that's a good point. Let's go Miami. Other side here. Uh, Jimmy Butler projected for right around 45 points. You got uh, Bam Adebayo, uh, Kelly Olenek, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, we know all the all, all the usual suspects, obviously, for the Heat. But they're, at least on DraftKings, nobody is a really compelling play, even on a five-game slate. FanDuel, yeah. maybe it looks a little bit different. What do you think here? This is basically two dudes, as far as I'm concerned, that you want to get with any sort of regularity. Obviously, one of them is Jimmy Butler, 9,500 on FanDuel, 9K on DraftKings. Uh, I'm not, like, overly excited about it, but he still looks great. The guy that I'm overly excited about is a guy that the public is already overly excited about, and that would be Bam Adebayo, particularly on FanDuel, where he is 8K, and you have to roster two at every position. Um, if we just look at Bam, he gets the power forward eligibility, which like, to be perfectly honest, he shouldn't have, that's neither here nor there. I mean, he's the center on the heat. I don't care what sort of like nominal position changes we're giving him. doesn't matter to me. You got to play a ton of Bam out of bio. I don't really see a, a way around it on FanDuel. He's the second most owned guy. And I actually think that he is slightly under owned for that spot. So I am in love with Bam's uh, outlook for today against Portland. Really nice matchup. Again, Butler's cool. Uh, Duncan Robinson's all right just because of his price tag, but nothing too crazy. Ownership's already there. I see the rest of Miami is mostly just filler. Robinson, Olinick, Tyler Hero, maybe Kendrick Nunn if Goran Dragic is out. Those guys are like five percenters to me. Bam is carrying the heavy freight. Butler a little bit less so. 
Let's talk quickly about our sponsor, No House Advantage, and we can't shout them out enough. We love the folks at No House Advantage, of course, taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the NBA, naturally, MLB, NFL, when that's in session, and PGA, which is going on right now as well, all for cash prizes. And this exclusively peer-to-peer fantasy sports platform, it levels the playing field and makes it easier for you to win real cash compared with your traditional DFS sites. Now, With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The best part, you can join for free today, folks. Join for free today. Download the No House Advantage app and use the promo code AWESOMO as if you expected anything else. AWESOMO is the promo code and receive a match deposit bonus up to $20, eligible for all users. Beat your friends, not the house, and win big with player props today. One of a lot of things I'm going to tell you about here over the next 40 minutes or so. Let's go to the next game, which actually has one of the higher totals on the slate, about 225 points, these two teams, Washington and New York. Wizards next. We begin with the Wiz and uh, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, um, you know, obviously the two-headed monster there. It feels like I, I always roster the wrong one. That's just my own personal pattern. So you can educate the people on which way to go between those two, if either one. But beyond that, uh, everyone of note is pretty much projected for 5X right on the line by uh, Alex. And, you know, Westbrook a little less, uh, Robin Lopez a little less. It's, it's more Beal and Len, um, Matthews, guys like that. Who do you like here? This game, man, this game is such a weird one. Fastest team in the league against the slowest team in the league. We just saw it happen before, and I, I think we're just going to do sort of the same thing that we did previously. I think Bradley Beal looks better than Russell Westbrook because of his price. Um, he's 9,200 on FanDuel and on DraftKings. Russ is basically 11K on both sites. I think it's just easier to get to Bradley Beal. Um, Russ is fine, but probably not a guy I want 15% of on FanDuel I think that's a little high right now. Rui is the other guy that's picking up a lot of love. He's projected for 26% ownership on FanDuel, uh, just 11 on DK, $600 more expensive there. Um, I think he's over-owned, but he's also a guy that you'll need to have today. He is he's very much part of a core, but 26% ownership on FanDuel for Rui is just too high. After that, it's filler. It's it's Neto and Garrison Matthews and Alex Len. Nothing that is really going to get anybody excited. But, you know, they're the guys that you can roster today, the five percenters, if you will. But to me, Beal is the key guy coming out of New York. And I'm a little muted there even just because of how slow New York plays and, you know, at least a mildly mild quality in defense. Other side here for the Knicks. 
Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. Barrett actually, uh, you know, coming off a really good game. Randle is as well, for that matter. But these two guys, after that, it's it's just kind of everybody else from a DFS perspective. Burks, Quickly, Bullock, Peyton. As we know, there's no Derrick Rose, you know, so that makes those guards uh, a little bit more appealing. But between Randle and Barrett, which one do you like better? Um, Depends on the site, I guess. It's probably the easiest way to say it. So I prefer Randall. Obviously a big difference salary-wise, so it depends what you have room for in your lineups. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, just speaking relative to salary, I prefer Randall to Barrett on FanDuel. I think he's in the optimal lineup a little bit more frequently. Uh, that said, Randall is a little bit more over-owned than Barrett, but uh, they are both guys that showed up in the optimal lineup, let's just say about 25% of the time, which mm-hmm. means I'm going to have them regardless of their ownership. On DraftKings, though, where Randall is the same price and Barrett is just $300 more expensive, I actually do prefer getting to R.J. Barrett. Uh, He shows up about 15% of the time in the optimal. Uh, That is equal to his ownership. So Randall, a little bit less interesting to me on DK just because of the positional flexibility. I've got two other guys that I'm interested in here. Alfred Payton is 5,200 and 5,100 on FanDuel and DK. He's not really Mm -hmm. picking up any ownership, so I like him as a contrarian GPP option. And then we need to have a conversation about $5,100 Mitchell Robinson on DraftKings, not picking up any ownership, played north of 30 minutes the last time out without starting. Uh, He got all of the blowout run in the fourth quarter, but I think what we're seeing there is that Mitchell Robinson can play 30-plus minutes. Does he move into the starting lineup? Do they continue to use Nerlens Noel and just have Mitchell Robinson close? That's sort of the direction I think they're going to end up going. So I gave Mitchell Robinson 27 minutes. I gave Nerlens Noel just 21. If that plays out... Mitchell Robinson at 5,100 has the opportunity to really change the slate. And if he really does stay at a relatively low ownership number, that would be my favorite contrarian play of the day. If you like Reggie Bullock, just play him. It's just not sexy. If you're not able to watch your favorite Osmo shows on YouTube, well, keep in mind, you don't have to watch live. It's more fun when you watch live because you can be involved in the chat and you obviously get the most current information. You can always watch on delay, though. The shows are archived. They're all right there for you. But beyond that, there is a great podcast network and almost all osmo shows on youtube are available through the osmo podcast network the podcast for every sport we're available on every major platform head on over to osmo.com slash podcast check out the very latest and leave a five-star rating folks and a review on one of our podcasts with your twitter twitter handle or uh, email address you'll be eligible to win a free week of osmo plus platinum one winner will be awarded Every Friday, that is tomorrow in this case, and reviews will be eligible to uh, win for up to a year as well. So good luck to you. We are keeping those on file, keeping a look at them, and do not worry. You uh, are always top of mind for all of us. We're rooting for you. Before we go to the next game, and again, there are only five. We've covered two. We're about halfway through the show. You do some math on that. It tells you that we have three games left and a whole bunch of other nonsense, including a DVD poll, and we'll take a look at Odd Shopper as well. just related to the trade deadline, which again, about four and a half hours away at this point, Mitch here on, on, uh, in the chat says, coffee think Danny breaks our hearts again. Doesn't make a move today as, uh, as the people know. And as you can certainly see Celtics fan sitting right over here, Danny Ainge has not made a move, uh, in season in, I think six years. It's basically been since the Isaiah Thomas acquisition. It's, it's been a while despite being attached to every big name this time, every single year right now, everyone is hot and heavy over Aaron Gordon is, uh, is your expectation that he is a guy, the Celtics or any other team for that matter, because the nuggets have been in the mix among other teams should go out and acquire is, is he worth the price that Orlando is reportedly demanding or, or do you think this guy's a little bit overhyped? 
So I think that everybody should be interested in Aaron Gordon. I think that he is a guy that can be in the closing lineup of a championship level team. And those kind of guys are pretty few and far between. I would want to get, have an, an eye on him. The question then becomes, how are the deck chairs for Boston getting rearranged? Because I don't know if Aaron Gordon could be in a closing lineup for the Celtics. It all depends on who goes out in that deal. Um, Obviously, you're expecting it to be Kemba and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. But if Marcus Smart is still on that team and it, it it's this trade doesn't have like Fournier coming back, I don't know if you're playing Aaron Gordon over Marcus Smart in that closing lineup. And I think you I, I don't see a scenario where you're not playing a center, depending on which team you're playing. Like you're clearly not going Aaron Gordon at the five against Embiid in a playoff series. And their starting lineup, like their main lineup of Kemba uh smart brown tatum and tice is like plus 12 uh, per 100 possessions it's been fantastic if you're trying to get aaron gordon and you don't think he's closing for you i don't think it's worth the price i, I think he looks a lot better uh say like in portland where i think he just immediately slots into a closing lineup spot for the boston celtics if you're not giving up any current assets to your team if, if you're staying away from the smart piece like if this is young guys that are going back out the door. Yeah, if you're getting out like an Aaron Neesmith or a Romeo Langford and pick something like yep. that. Uh, then I, I do like the pickup. I would actually, if I were the Celtics, I would be more interested in getting someone like Larry Nance, who I do think could actually close at the five uh, in certain, in more situations at the very least. And I think he would fit uh, the, they, they sort of need like a four and a half more so than they need a three and a half. Mm-hmm. And I think that Nance would actually be a better look and probably come at a slightly cheaper price tag too. Well, and one thing to keep an eye on regarding Biggs and the Celtics is, you know, there's there are all these rumors swirling that Tristan Thompson's not popular in the room, that he's out, uh, and these are reports, this is not my knowledge, but these are reports that he's, you know, out there breaking COVID protocol, and he's he's going out after games, he's in the COVID protocol right now, so he hasn't even played in a while, and, yeah. uh, and he's just not loved, he's not a popular figure. Now, players have come and tried to shoot that down, the coach as well, Brad Stevens, but He's a guy that could be on the way out the door today. So something to monitor in the hours yeah. to come. Uh, w it's, German here. That's right? tricky for them. Like, yeah, they need, they sort of need a guy of his ilk because I don't think that they could just turn it over to Robert Williams yet. Right. But he's guaranteed 9.7 million next year. And they are exceedingly expensive in 2021. Uh, that contract will be a little bit more expensive than 9.7 when you factor in luxury tax dollars. He's the guy that I think has to go out in a deal of matching salary. I And I don't really know who would want him. But the problem is his actual skill set is something that they'll need in the playoffs if they cannot get. Now, if they can if they can get rid of Tristan Thompson and convince Andre Drummond to sign in the buyout market, I would right. be very interested in that. I don't think that that would happen mostly because of how much Joel Embiid would absolutely abuse Andre Drummond mentally. Uh, I don't think that (laughs) would shake out the way that you would want it to, but um, that would be the only way where I I think Tristan Thompson actually serves some utility in the playoffs. Yeah. As far as whether Danny will break our hearts though, just remember routinely they get close. They got close to some things just didn't pan out. Takes two to tango, all that good stuff that we're typical, uh, you know, used to hearing of the season. I don't know. And I don't even know if Gordon is the one that, that you go out and get it. If the package is right, like Josh said, you know, it's a a couple protected first round picks and, uh, and, and a guy like, um, you know, a, 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 
younger rotation player that hasn't even really proven himself yet, like a Neesmith or a Langford, you can absolutely justify it. But considering he is not even a guaranteed starter or closer, and he's just a guy potentially, there's only so much you're willing to give up. And Marcus Smart is certainly not part of that package. W German says the biggest question here is why does Adam continue to wear his Celtics gear the day after they got beat again? If Adam is wearing green on this show, you know, the Celtics lost last night. Uh, It is an unspeakable pattern. I I don't know why I did it today in support of the trade deadline and just uh, trying to will something interesting into existence because I hate watching that team this year. I'm a, I'm like oddly a Boston fan. Well, I'm, Even though I'm, I don't, I'm a huge I, I, Boston I just, fan. This year, it's it's painful to watch that team because there's just no give a crap most of the time. Yeah, I just look. Uh, I'm anxious to see what Danny pulls off today because they need to do something. I, if I were the Celtics, would burn this bad boy to the ground and see what I could get for Kemba Walker. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think they've been trying to do that since the off season. They, I think they'd love to move Kemba Walker. I mean, not his personality. He's a great teammate, great guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, you know, just as a player and what he looks like post-significant chronic knee injury, they'd love to move him. I, I think he's unmovable. I think that there are no takers for that contract. I think you could find people that would want him. Well, sign me up. <laughs> Start, just get, get him out. Like I would happily attach assets to him if you needed to. Like you're getting something back in return that's pretty viable. You know, it's we're talking about 36 million next year, which is whew, that's a yeah. biggie. Huge. And then a player option for 2022, which you think that he would immediately take it, but at the same time, if he gets through the 2021 season unscathed, I think it's more likely that he declines the player option and then signs another like three year, 90 type million dollar deal. We'll see where that ends up. You know, it's I, Gordon Hayward is, is living proof that you just never know what to anticipate with regard to free agent contracts after a guy's had a miserable experience. I mean, look at what Charlotte paid him after barely playing for three years in Boston. El Negro Loco, by the way, says 512 people watching. We ain't hit a hundred likes yet. Come on. Y'all smash that. Like, you know, that's on me. That's on me, El Negro Loco, for not reminding the people. Sometimes you forget. You get comfy. You're just enjoying the show. And, oh, wait, I haven't hit the like button. Smash that like button for us, folks. Let's get up over 100. Let's get to 150. One big push just to remind El Negro Loco that we are all here in support of this program and uh, getting into all sorts of NBA stuff. By the way, before we continue on with tonight's games, uh, just some of the, what do you make of the Kyle Lowry rumors and what is going on right now? Would, would did he play, you know, last night for, uh, for the final time as a Raptor while Drake's FaceTiming him during his post-game media availability and all that? <laughs> if we're to believe that the Lakers, the Sixers and the Heat are legitimately interested in Kyle Lowry, then I think it would be, it would shock me if he ended up on the Raptors after three o'clock today. If you have multiple teams that are bidding for someone like Kyle Lowry, who could legitimately swing uh, a playoff series. I mean, we're talking about a, a, a very clear upgrade for everyone that gets him. That creates so much leverage for Toronto that I think that they could actually get a pretty solid return. And if you're Masai Ujiri, why would you not trade him? And it's the Lakers, the Sixers, and the Heat. I don't think Kyle Lowry is going to be bummed to end up on any of those teams. The mm-hmm. Lakers would surprise me. We were just looking at this in premium slack, actually. I just don't think that because of their hard cap issues, because of the way that their salaries are set up, 
I have a hard time believing that they would be the team that could truly get this done. Uh, I think that the assets coming out are a little bit easier for other teams. I think Philly is probably the odds on favorite to me, just from the way that this looks, this is going to burn down chat, but it would, I don't think it would happen. This is probably not the deal for it. I feel like they would probably be more interested in like precious probably because I don't think that Toronto has any interest in Kendrick Nunn, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was a time where Tyler hero was the guy that ended up getting shipped out of Miami. Interesting. I don't think it's going to be in this spot, but it wouldn't surprise me. Duncan Robinson is about to get paid this off season. I think Tyler hero might be one of the more overrated players in the league. Certainly a great Instagram follow. If you like to see someone's fits and if you're a big uh, Jack Harlow fan, but I don't know if the NBA fit is legitimately there. And if he opens up a solid playoff run, basically, he didn't even really have a solid playoff run. That is a, he had a very solid game or two, um, very overrated playoff run as well. Very inefficient. Lit up the Celtics. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content from nearly every DFS sport available to you with the Osmo Plus Weekly Pass. Not even 30 bucks, $29.95 a week. It includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including, of course, player projections. We talk about that all the time. Ownership projections, our premium Slack channel that Josh just referenced, our new March Madness package with college basketball DFS projections for every single slate available to you about halfway through the tourney. So that's exciting. If you're only looking to play NBA DFS, that's perfectly okay. You can sign up now for just that package, Osmo Plus NBA Weekly, and that is $16.95. Stop guessing, start winning, and join Osmo Plus today. And a reminder, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button as well here on the Osmo YouTube page. Uh, Let me see here. So from Woj, I just want to make uh, reference to you know, anything interesting as it comes through here. This is not uh, breaking news per se, but it's easier to read on my computer than on my phone. Hang on. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, sources. Orlando continues to listen to offers on all-star Nick Vucevic, and it will take a substantial package to pry him as the Magic drill down on Aaron Gordon trades any additional money or, or an additional move with Vooch for assets would set franchise... Uh, toward more substantial long-term retooling. I mean, do you think Orlando's going to blow this thing up, whether it's Gordon, Fournier? You mentioned there's there have been rumblings out there that both of those guys, Fournier being a free agent after this year, both of those guys could go to Boston, the larger deal, but obviously most teams are centered on Gordon. And then Vooch. It sort of seemed like the Vooch stuff, it was, it was big for a while, then it died down, then it was he's not moving. Now you have this from Woj that at least they are listening, they are entertaining. Could we see a situation where two or all three of these guys actually do move today? I can't imagine they trade Vooch. I just don't see it. They should. Don't get me wrong. They should. Uh, Their asking price seems to be way too high in the league. And he's a guy that I think makes your team get into the playoffs and be like a five through eight seed. But I don't think that he's an upgrade to any top four seed team. Uh, He'll be a little bit of a problem in the playoffs. Uh, I don't think his offense is as important as the fact that he can't really anchor a defense. I love Vooch, but to me, uh, stealing a term from Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue, he's more of a floor raiser than a ceiling raiser. And Mm -hmm. to me, I don't think the price will be worth it. Plus, that's a tough sell for the fan base. You can can sell them on off-injured Aaron Gordon. You can say that you've got 
uh, Isaac waiting in the wings to just take over at that spot. When he gets back, you know, Fultz is going to be back. Fournier is just simply not coming back. It would blow my mind if he's not traded. Um, but I have a hard time thinking that they trade their all-star in Vooch. All right, let's uh, get back to the games here because we do still have three to go in about 20 minutes left here and uh, about 600 people watching. So thanks for hanging out. The Clippers and Spurs first on the Los Angeles side, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, uh, you got Zubak, who is, uh, you know, had put some good games together here in, in his starting role. You could pay down Nick Batum, uh, but obviously of, of the upper echelon guys, and I'm as much as I'm tempted to include Zubak in that, I'll, I'll stick with Kawhi and George. Which one do you like best? And then overall. Who- with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What do you like on this team tonight? Uh, pretty easily. Paul George across both sites. He's $1,500 cheaper on FanDuel and $1,000 cheaper on DraftKings. Now, Kawhi's been playing great. 1.3 fantasy points per minute over the last 30 days. But relative to salary, I think it's just a lot easier to fit in Paul George than Kawhi. Uh, Zubac continues to be a pretty chalk play. I think it's more warranted today than it, it has been. 5,600 on FanDuel, 5,600 on DraftKings, you know, playing 30 to 34 minutes, something in that neighborhood. He's properly owned in the 25% range. Marcus Morris is 5K and 4,800. I think he's a guy you probably want in like 20% of your lineups on FanDuel, like 10 to 15 on DK. And then Nick Batum, uh, 3,800 on FanDuel, 3,700 on DraftKings. One of the few guys in the sub 4K price tag that's going to play, you know, 28 minutes or so and have the opportunity to provide some value. So uh, more so than I was expecting, uh, George Leonard, Zubach, Morris, and Batum, all very much on my radar. One of my more favorite teams on the slate, oddly, is the Clips. That is not something I would have predicted just looking at the slate before I ran any data. As you said, Paul George certainly in the better spot. He's projected for about 5.5x value by Alex, 42 points, a little bit shy of Kawhi, but significantly cheaper by grand as uh, Josh outlined for you before. So going to the flip side of this game here with the Spurs, and then we'll get back to the chat and some of the other stuff going on. Anyone jump out at you? I mean, no one is in a particularly good spot on DraftKings. You do have obviously the, the bigger names available to you, Murray, DeRozan, um, you know, there's everyone else, right? Mills, Potal, Johnson, White, guys like that. But it's, I don't know, nobody really jumps out at you. Now this is... Uh... Not good at all. Like really, truly not good. Um, DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Keldon Johnson, they are getting some ownership. They're all about 15% owned. And I agree with that on FanDuel. None of them really stand out. They're all very low level guys. San Antonio is actually my second worst team for the slate. Uh, Only team that's worse is the Wizards, but 
they have Beal and Westbrook that have actual like high end ceilings. So I think it's a little different. I think San Antonio is in the worst spot of the day. Again, Keldon Johnson, Derek White. I think they both look okay on FanDuel and DK. But this is the team where I will be getting the least amount of value. Uh, Ray says, uh, Adam rocking his uncut gem shirt today. This is Taco Fall, not Kevin Garnett. But I can see here on the uh, how on, on the shirt, it, it looks pretty similar. You know, zero in I mean, this I mean, even if it is KG, just because it's KG doesn't mean it's an uncut gem shirt. <laughs> I know, right? Maybe it's just in support of Kevin Garnett. Does yeah. add, uh, happy birthday, buddy. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate you. Uh, and says, uh, I, I love Ray. Ray is like not remotely, he's like, he's my demographic, but he's not the demographic of the NBA strategy show because he says, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here for the trade talk. And by the way, is there a DVD poll today? So like he is, I mean, it's, it's every, like all the off board stuff that, that I tend to focus on when I'm doing these shows, Ray is here for when, when are we going to add that program on Osmo, by the way? Who do I need to talk to to just have the DVD pull hour? <laughs> when, uh, I, would, I would take that one to Nolan Kelly. Okay, I'll do that. At least I know that you'll you'll dip in from time to time. I'll stop by yeah. every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to. Uh, let's see. What do I want to tell you guys about? How about, well, how about I, you know, El Negro Loco is hanging out in the chat. Let's tell you a little bit about him and everything going on with deadline day here, because again, we are approaching four hours remaining until the NBA trade deadline. Stay up to date with the latest NBA DFS news with the awesome NBA Twitter handle. It is at awesome NBA. Easy enough to remember our guy news. God will be delivering the latest on injuries, starting lineups, minutes restrictions, certainly in the case of today, trades, any sort of movement. We've already had a couple as we know and uh daily before lock so make sure you give awesomeo nba a follow and also news god his twitter handle it's uh n-e-w-z god underscore dfs news god underscore dfs and check out today's deep dive article which is free this season as a must read if you are playing nba dfs tonight check that out every single day ship my money our guy bearded adam does uh, himself a a great job there's no question about that really uh well, it's it's a deep dive, quite literally. I mean, there there's just so much information about every game, both sides, that you need to know. It's a great extension of these uh, shows that you can find here on the Osmo YouTube page. Let's uh, take a look at Philly and the Lakers. First, Philadelphia with no Joel Embiid. So you got Ben Simmons at uh, the top here, who is not even projected for 5X value. Just want to point that out. But uh, north of 40 points projected. Some of the pay down options might be more appealing to you, whether that's Dwight Howard with obviously Embiid out. Um, you got uh, Korkmaz is uh, in a good spot at 4,100 bucks on DK. Uh, Tobias Harris, is Simmons, not as great. But what do you think? So a lot of this comes down to whether or not Seth Curry and uh, Danny Green play. They are both questionable for today. I have them both in. But to me, Ben Simmons is the best option on Philly. He's 8,200 on FanDuel. Uh, one of my favorite plays on FanDuel today. I'm actually over the field. Um, so grab yourself some Ben Simmons. Love the spot against the Lakers too with no AD, no LeBron. Uh, Tobias Harris would be my second favorite option on FanDuel. I think he is properly owned at around 25%. Tony Bradley um, is a wild card. He's 5,400 on FanDuel now. I have him in for 22 minutes, but because the lack of value is out there, I kind of like him as a contrarian GPP option. And he's 4,300 on DraftKings. So while I like him as a contrarian GPP option on DK, he's a much better play on DraftKings at $1,100 cheaper. 
Dwight kind of scares me. The price tag just isn't really there. I don't have a ton of interest in Danny Green or Seth Curry if they do play, but if they end up out, you probably go straight back to someone like Korkmaz at the flat minimum on FanDuel. Or, you know, if one of Danny Green or Seth Curry is in, maybe you grab, you know, that one that is in. So, like, if Danny Green happens to be out, I like Seth Curry. If Seth Curry happens to be out, I think Danny Green would be okay. But to me, Simmons on FanDuel is a clear-cut star. Tobias Harris is pretty close to the same uh, on on DraftKings. I will rotate through both of them just a little bit less so. Okay, one more. Let's see, the Lakers. Let's go to the other side here. I mean, this is just sort of insanity and continues to be without, you know, LeBron James and, and Anthony Davis because you're looking at Montrez Harrell. Uh, obviously, you got to at least consider Kyle Kuzma, Dennis Schroeder, Taylor, uh, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, uh, has sort of been up and down, as, as people know. I killed some people the other night. Uh, Alex Caruso, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, you know, and anyone that has, you know, three names is uh, is someone you need to consider. And it, just in life, never mind, just in the NBA. But is there a standout guy outside of maybe Harrell, who, as we know, is coming off a really bad game DFS-wise? I think this is one of the harder teams to actually pay attention to, just because if the Lakers are active in the trade deadline, a couple of these guys are on their way out. So... I like Harold. Uh, I have him under owned on FanDuel and on DraftKings. I actually have him in the optimal lineup on DK about 28% of the time. That is north of the public. I'm heavier on all three of the main Lakers guys, Harold, Schroeder, and Kuzma on FanDuel and DK. I think that all three of them are going under owned. I think that Taylor Horton Tucker, Alex Caruso, and Markeith Morris are all going over owned. I like them, but they're a little bit owned more than I would like. Uh, in particular, I think Caruso at $100 above the minimum on FanDuel stands out. And I think that uh, he's also uh, the best other option on DK as well, 3900 The question then becomes, who's actually on this team after 3 o'clock? If the Lakers make any moves, um, they're going to have to get off of some salary. You would expect that to probably, probably, if they have to give out an asset, BTHT. So uh, that would change up things a little bit. If they are really looking to sign Andre Drummond in the buyout market, it's possible you see Montrez Harrell get shipped out to another location. I think Charlotte would be interesting for him. Um, if they have Andre Drummond and they have Marcus Gasol, plus Anthony Davis will likely be playing the five in all sorts of legitimate closing lineups in the playoffs. That would make Harold a little superfluous. He's also not a great fit for playoff basketball. So I'd be very intrigued to see what would happen there. This is a team that is totally in flux. But if you want to play Harold Shooter and Kuzma and they're on the team after 3 p.m., go for it. Because I think they look really good today against Philly. We've got a new member in the chat, Patrick Bush, joining up. Uh, says he wants to join a winning team. Start winning like you guys at Osmo. You guys are awesome. Patrick, welcome. Good to see you. Uh, who was it? Uh, someone. Oh, uh, NJN Kaufman still looks hung over from St. Patrick's day. Is it the green that does it? You guys should, I mean, if, if like, I look, I look like this all the time. So you should see what I look like when I'm hung over. Like that is a disaster. This right here is just my everyday look for better or worse. This is, uh, this, this is, this is what, what, uh, what the good Lord gave me. <laughs> Are you hung? I, I'm not hung over. I, I, I haven't had a drop of alcohol in over 30 days. Not cause I'm like, you know, going sober or anything like that just wasn't a part of the diet for uh, a little bit, but I'm going to have a little bit of booze tomorrow. So I'll get right back on track. Just to celebrate the NBA trade deadline being passed. Uh, we're, we got a beach house for a couple of days, so we're just going nice. to go chill. So uh, I'm going to knock back a couple of cocktails. A buddy got me uh, a nice bottle of Henny for my birthday last month. So I'm going to 
dip back into that. Now we're talking. Hey, Celtics related. Keith Smith covers uh, the entire league, uh, a real focus on the seas, but covers the league for Yahoo, among other places. According to league sources, Aaron Neesmith is drawing a good deal more interest from opposing teams than Romeo Langford. One team not talking trade with Boston told me that tracks. Langford is such an unknown that goes back to the draft. Nothing has changed since then. As we know, Romeo Langford's missed time with uh, injury. His career really hasn't gotten off the ground just yet. Yeah. Smith is in his rookie season, hasn't played a, a ton either. But it, it goes back to what we were talking about with a potential Aaron Gordon trade. I really think that if that happens, it's one of those two guys. Oh, yeah. At the, at the very least, uh, Smith is not going to be long for the Celtics. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Uh, all right, let's see. We've got the one more game to go to, so let's, let's do that because we've got another 10 minutes or so. Golden State, and hit the like button. How are we not 200, 600 people watching here? Hit the like button. We're uh, rapidly approaching. If you want to really show off, get to 250. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you folks. Golden State here. Um, so with no Steph, as we know, uh, yep. Draymond is you know at the top in terms of the projections for – uh, just south of 40 points. Andrew Wiggins right behind him. He is in a better spot points per dollar wise. Um, Jordan Poole, Kelly Oubre, uh, James Wiseman might be in the best spot of any of them in terms of what his salary and projected performance is. But who stands out to you? This entire game, uh, I have Golden State and Sacramento 1-2 in the aggregate odds of being in the optimal. This is unquestioned the best option. Huge pace up spot for Sacramento and Golden State gets the benefit of actually playing a truly trash Sacramento defense. Now, I don't really think Golden State is going to be active in the deadline. It's possible you see Ubre move, but who knows? Sacramento on the other hand could really uh mix things up depending on what they want to do. I'm sure they just don't do anything of value. So Golden State Wiggins, Poole, Draymond, and James Wiseman, all 22 to 30 plus percent owned on FanDuel. Poole, Wiggins, Oubre, and Wiseman all picking up a ton of love on DK as well. Draymond's a bit more expensive on DraftKings, so it's hard to justify. I completely agree with all of it. Like, I think Kelly Oubre might be a little under-owned on DK. I think that Poole might be a little over-owned. But in the grand scheme of things, these are all guys that I'm expecting to have in 15, 20, 30. I mean, for someone like Oubre on DraftKings, 40% of my lineups. I think Damian Lee, if you want to go to 3,700 or 3,900, could work as a value play. Nico Mannion at 3,600 could potentially work as a value play. I'm unloading fully on Golden State. There could be a lot of points here. Sacramento's defense is all sorts of crappy. And Sacramento down one guy in their rotation. No Corey Joseph. Jack says uh, Josh on Henny is must-see TV. Some people wondering if you'll be doing it doing a 2 o'clock stream. Uh, from no. Mitch with the uh, circle back to the old Kevin Garnett uh, reference says uh, Josh Engelman anything is possible that's good go. man that's good that's that, that's that's a good combination of everything we've done so far today yeah it's you know you, you got to credit the the chat is oftentimes the you know the the smartest people in the room in, in terms of creativity and I I respect it so final time and final team for tonight. We have got ourselves Sacramento. Um, it's really not De'Aaron Fox or Rashawn Holmes. It's more about Tyrese Halliburton, Harrison Barnes, who may or may not play tonight, depending on whether obviously the Kings keep or deal him. Uh, that's been kind of up and down in terms of the rumors. Hassan Whiteside is in a great spot at 4K on DraftKings. Who do you like here? Everybody. Everybody, uh, so okay. I'm all I'm all over De'Aaron Fox here. 8,900 on FanDuel, 8,700 on DraftKings. I think he's pretty massively overowned. 
or under-owned rather, uh, one of my favorite, if not my favorite GPP plays. The only difference is I think Halliburton is also massively under-owned. I got him in for 36 minutes. These guys are playing massive minutes and they don't have to worry about Corey Joseph grabbing anything. I have Halliburton in the optimal lineup 50% of the time on FanDuel, 39 on DK. He was my number one contender on both sites. I'll take whatever Harrison Barnes I can get. I'll take whatever Rashawn Holmes on DraftKings I can get at 7,300. 8K is a little bit more of a tough sell. I mean, these guys all play like 33-plus minutes. Buddy Heald, Barnes, Halliburton, Fox, 36, 37. So I'm getting to Heald. I'm getting to Holmes, Barnes, Halliburton, Fox. I think you could even talk yourself into like a little bit of 4K Hassan Whiteside in lineups where you don't have Rashawn Holmes if you want to think like, oh, maybe Holmes gets into foul trouble, Whiteside gets to 20 minutes. I think that's worth a flyer at 4K on DK. And then uh, someone is going to find a little bit of extra minutes on DK for Sacramento, whether that's Metu or Kyle Guy, maybe Daquan Jeffries gets uh, dusted off again, Justin James. I think one of those guys could end up being more valuable down the line, but I don't really know who's going to get those minutes as of yet. Either way, all five starters for Sacramento, lock and load, get a ton. I, I don't really see a situation where you don't want like infinite starters, similar story on the golden state side, just aggregate ownership. I'm expecting two and a half guys from this game in the optimal. So three is technically the most likely scenario, uh, slightly more than the two, just based on rounding. And I think four is super, super in play. This is the spot that I want to be unquestioned unless the trade deadline blows it all up. Folks, you probably see the Osmo avatar all over the place, all over the DFS leaderboard, and it's for good reason. See, if you rock the avatar on your DFS profile, you will win a free month of Osmo Plus when you place within the top three in any GPP of at least 5,000 entries. So head on over to Osmo.com slash announcement slash avatar, or simply, this is very easy, Google uh, Osmo avatar for instructions on how to download the image and then uh, join the party. Why not? Uh, someone says Eric in the, uh, was it Eric in the chat? Uh, yeah, Eric in the chat. Does, does Adam always smile when he talks? I'm a happy guy. It's, it's smiling's better your to favorite. smile, isn't it? Smiling's your favorite. Yeah, you want, I mean, you want to, <laughs> smiling's my favorite, exactly. Do you want to look miserable? There's no fun oh. in that. Uh, that. So that would be me? <laughs> no, you, you smile more often than not to. Uh, well, I don't want to do that. So I should probably try to be a little bit better about it. Yeah, flip, flip that uh, that that grin upside down, I guess. Clayton says, who do you think are the best centers for tonight? Which bigs stand out to you? All right, I'm just going to look from a uh, FanDuel perspective. Uh, there are only four. Holmes, Harrell, Zubach, uh, Wiseman. I would say Harrell is the clear-cut top option. If I look at DK, uh, Harrell and Julius Randle would be my two favorite DraftKings center options. NJN, you guys should buy a tandem bicycle. I've never we, ridden one of those. We can be like the uh, the opening of Perfect Strangers or something like that. Uh, I don't want to be Balky. <laughs> That's fine. I'll be Balky. Uh, <laughs> a buddy of mine the other day, by the way, to, to just to let you inside the text threads with my idiot friends, got an extensive just breakdown of, like, did you know that, that like, Balky doesn't really have an accent? He's He's not actually... He's not actually from overseas. He's no kidding. <laughs> well, people were acting crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy. Did you know that Robert Downey Jr. isn't actually black? That was just like a, that was makeup in Tropic Thunder. It's nuts. Oh, but he was great. 
Amazing. So glad he won those awards. Kaufman says, let's put a smile on that face. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys are great. So, yeah. Now, now someone's talking about Balky. See, we've, we've fully gone off the rails. Maybe we can find a, we'll find like Beverly Hills cop off the DVD wow. pool, which has Balky in it. Serge in the movie. I'm hoping for Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah, I don't think I have that one. Oh, that's a shame. It is a shame. One of the biggest edges uh, in sports betting, by the way, is always shopping to find the best line. Betting lines change by the minute can vary greatly depending on which book you're using. That's why it is important to use Osmo's Odd Shopper to find the best line available on the game or player prop that you are betting on to give you the absolute best edge to help you beat the house. So head on over to oddshopper.osmo.com where we compile the best bets available to you for game lines, player props, player and team futures, all updated in real time. So that in mind... My friend, I have gone to Odd Shopper and I am looking at point spreads. Okay. How about Clippers minus six and a half? What do you think against the Spurs? I think it's more likely that the Spurs deal people. So I would be more likely to take the Clippers in that scenario. Okay. Um, Well, you might feel the same way here about this game, the uh, Sixers and Lakers. So Best case, you can get the Sixers at minus five and a half, the Lakers at plus six. What do you think? I think that it's probably more likely that I would want to take the Sixers in that spot. Anybody that leaves for the Lakers is going to be a guy that's probably playing some sizable minutes, and that is going to at least take them down by, you know, a half point to a point. Someone asking if training days in the DVD collection, absolutely got to have it. Uh, moving on over to totals. Our highest total right now is looks like it's Golden State and Sacramento at 226 on the over, 226 and a half on the under, depending again on which book you are looking at. How do you feel about that number? I I want to take the over there. I'm surprised it's not higher. I think it I, I think we see that climb throughout the day, but it might already just be there. But I would I would lean over. Let's look at player props. Those are always fun here. And, uh, of course, this is points that we're focused on. So you have got R.J. Barrett, 19 and a half. I have a 19-3. Okay, so you're you're living right there. This yeah. one surprises me, actually. Bradley Beal, 31 and a half. Uh, I'm at 30.8, so I, I guess I would slightly lean to the under, but ultimately that's not a bet that I would take. Anything inside of a point, I, I wouldn't. I would just Julius consider Randall, that efficient. 25 and a half. I have him at 25.6. Damian Lillard, 28.5. Uh, I would lean to the under there. I have him at 27.3. I think with CJ playing the full allotment of minutes now, that might be a little bit different direction. That in mind, CJ McCollum at 20 and a half. Do you have him on the over then? I do. I have him at 22.2. Let's see. Is there one more good one? DeJounte Murray, you mentioned him before, 15 and a half. That on the low side? 15.2. Guess not. Right in line. In that case, his uh, running mate there, DeMar DeRozan, 19 and a half. So I'm at 20.4. I would actually be very close to taking that over. And if I could find it at like plus money, then I would definitely take that over. Well, so from betting odds to crystal balls, Steven wants to know, Josh, who is the biggest name that gets moved today? Evan Fournier. Low price? I mean, because he is a rental, at least unless somebody re-signs him, as we know. 
Yeah, I mean, wherever he's going, I assume that's where he's going to end up, probably. Um, nothing too crazy. A pick, maybe a, a, a flyer-type player. That could be like a, you know, uh, some sort of protected first. Like, I don't – whether this happens or not. Some sort of protected first, something that makes salaries match, and Langford from the Celtics, for example. Like a guy that has, like, a legitimate question marks. Do you Not like just, Fournier it, or Gordon better? Uh, it got to be Gordon. The the defense, the switchability, uh, the creation, the athleticism. I would rather just have Gordon. Um, I would if if those guys are going to make the same amount of money. I would rather have Gordon. I think it's easier to fit around Gordon than it is. Not, not that I don't like Fournier, but I would prefer Gordon. Youth helps there too. It just surprises. I'm not even saying Aaron Gordon's a bad player. I think he is underwhelmed in his years in the NBA for the most part. I just, it, I feel like we talk about Aaron Gordon like he's this, you know, perennial all star. When in fact, you know, you, you look back at what he's done in his career, and injuries have played a role, certainly, and, and Orlando in general has played a role. But, and, and he's not the number one guy. Like he's, I'm sure if, you know, if, if, if he's the number one on a bad team, like, yeah, he's probably getting 22, 23 points a game. But, you know, he's, he's Orlando is trading like, Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk Aminu to Chicago. Whoa, wait, back it up. Let's get, hang on. Woj bomb. Woj bomb. Okay, so. Vooch and Al Farouk Aminu to Chicago. So I would guess that Bulls Laurie, Mar- Laurie Markinen is out, right? Bulls are sending Wendell Carter Jr. and two first round picks. Like if, see, where, you, where what, are you seeing that? Because that I'm that's not Woj. seeing. That's Woj. Really? Yeah. Refresh. I, it's just a run. There it is. So that's what gets me. Oh wait, hang on. Is this thing continuing to blow up? That is that is an outstanding trade and for wait, Orlando. Chicago for all right. So now there's got to be more salary. Now yeah. Now Sham says it's Vooch. For Wendell Carter Jr. and Otto Porter. Yeah, Porter's going too. And so two firsts? I think so. I mean, it's it's coming from a variety of places now, and, and they're trying yeah. to get it updated, obviously, in their race to be first. Uh, but Vooch, Alfred. Porter expires, Jr. right, this year? Wendell Carter and, and Otto Porter. I believe Porter does. Uh, Porter went out for Mo Bamba. Okay, yeah, so Porter expires after this year. Uh, to me, that's a fantastic... Depending on the protections on those picks, which I assume is fine, that is an outstanding trade for the Magic and an absolutely terrible trade for Chicago. How does this all line up then? I, I know, you know, DFS, it, oh. you know, you you don't focus on that and everything we talked about earlier with just salaries falling in line and and that sort of thing. But in terms of, you know, on floor, it doesn't even have to be performance, you know, season long wise and, and fantasy, but just in general, in life, how do you think this plays out? You like this a lot for Chicago or for Orlando rather? I, I absolutely love it for Orlando. They're going nowhere. Why not do that? The protections on the first are interesting. 
if Otto Porter gets bought out, I think he becomes a very, very interesting free agent destination. I, I can't imagine he doesn't get bought out. Why would they play out the string here? Uh, he can be a, a, a really interesting wing piece for a contender. Uh, I don't know what in the world the Bulls are doing here. I, I don't know why you would do that. The protections will mean everything on the picks. Like if they're lottery protected, it's a little bit better. But, I mean, their defense is going to be comically terrible. So is this – all right, so here's the – I love the offensive fit. Him, uh, uh, Vooch and Levine are going to be really nice, but their so defense is bad. From Woj, let me give you the final terms. Here's the deal. The Bulls land Nick Vucevic and Alfa Rukamino for Otto Porter – Wendell Carter Jr., two first-round picks. Huge addition for Chicago, remains in pursuit of Lonzo Ball as well, according to Woj. Uh, the Magic are moving toward a rebuild now with Aaron Gordon deal on deck. So that's what I was just going to ask you. Is this, I mean, with Vooch gone, is this just the full-on, okay, we're, like, we're blowing it up? Like, Gordon's gone next, Fournier potentially as well. Like, this is, this is the beginning of the end for Orlando, who are tired of just being an eight seed. So I'm going to... It, depending on what the market for Aaron Gordon can be, I would actually like to keep him now. I understand I would trade Fournier still because he's not going to come back, but right. I have no problem playing Aaron Gordon at the four and and Wendell Carter Jr. at the five. Like, like to me, that still works. But if Aaron Gordon can get a young player and a, like a, a like a nice pick, then I really do like it a lot to just like, cash in everything you can but if you're able to like i didn't think that they would trade vooch so it made more sense to bust it all down elsewhere but if they can if they have already traded vooch then aaron gordon is the kind of guy you should keep so mark stein new york times expected to trade both aaron gordon and evan fournier in the next three plus hours orlando opens its business with a stunner obviously moving vooch to chicago interesting i'm honestly a little surprised it happened so early in the day but i guess it's just you know let's take care of that and you know move on to our our other move this this is probably the first of of at least two or three deals for orlando yeah that's wild oh i did not see that coming at all i certainly didn't see that deal coming at all either yeah well i guess to go back to uh steven or whoever's question it was a little while ago um is Vooch the biggest name that moves today now that we know he's moved <laughs> that implies that I think that Vooch is better than Aaron Gordon um I think he's yeah. more desirable he shouldn't be but probably uh if the Bulls are really looking for Lonzo that's wild man wild doesn't it just feel like Lonzo's on the move with all the he has like New Orleans isn't going to re-sign him. So they're just trying to get what they can for him, but, but getting a little greedy in the process there uh, as, as is, you know, I don't blame them prone to kind of their management style of late as well. Uh, you know, hoarding picks and whatever else, but I don't know, it sort of feels like the Lonzo thing. I'm not saying to Chicago necessarily, but just in general, him moving feels inevitable. I, I don't know what happens with Lonzo. I don't, if the bulls have already traded two first round picks, like who's going out in that deal. It's gotta be Kobe white and somebody, right. I and mean, who the hell are marketing in the Marginin challenge trade. What I was thinking about. Yeah. 
that doesn't like I don't know why the Pels would want to do that. Um, I'm really confused by this. How old is Vooch? Is he like 28? 30 something? 30, 31? I'm gonna look. 30 and a half? Um, yeah, 30. I, I don't know what the Bulls are doing here. What's his contract? How many years left? See, his contract. Let me see. Two, two years descending, twenty-four million next year, twenty-two million this year. Look, like that's like fine. I, he's he's I not like wildly like overpaid. I I would have traded for you know tried to trade for him over Gordon. I would rather play Daniel Tice than Nikola Vucevic. Yeah. He he can't guard anybody in the postseason. Like he's going to be an, a legitimate liability. He he can't he can't be a closing center for a good team. That's a great trade for Orlando. Interesting. All right. Well, we can let people from go focus on <laughs> Somebody in chat said Bulls are trying to make a title run this year. They might not even win a first-round playoff series. <laughs> what a terrible take. <laughs> and Josh wants you to hit the like button. <sighs> Good God. All right, DVD pull. Let's do it. Oh, God. We got? Let's, do, let's do it. Uh, all right. Let's go. Is that a, a Taco Bell Chihuahua in like the bottom right hand corner? Uh oh, over there. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's go one above the Taco Bell Chihuahua, and then one over to the Still right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, is right. that a Zach Galifianakis bobblehead with like the baby attached to him? Sure is. Yeah. Okay, that's great. What's up, Carlos? Carlos. Not at the table, dude. <laughs> Get the baby's head on the table. By the way, if the question is, would I rather have Wendell Carter Jr. or Vooch defending defending the paint? It's Wendell Carter Jr. Anyway. Um, pour one out for Mo Bamba. Okay, right, so we're going to go one, one above there and then one over to the right now. Okay. And let's go eight in from the left. Jeez. All right. Can I count that high? From the left. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. All right. This is a movie you probably haven't thought about in a long time. The Rundown. Oh, God. The Rock, that's terrible, Sean right? That is, that's a terrible movie. <laughs> that's a terrible. That, that's before The Rock. Hey, it's according to Clay Smith from Access Hollywood. The Rundown's a first-rate action adventure. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that is, uh, that is not a good movie right there. Well, can't all be he got game. No, they can't. No, they can't. I'm sh I'm shook by this trade now. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a thing. <laughs> Seven twenty, the rundown. I saw that in the theater. I I cannot believe that that trade just happened. Jordan was calling for uh, pineapple express. Weird Adam season for much. Wendell Carter Jr. But I mean, defensively, he was really good last year and the year before that. That's, I'm, I'm very interested. Look, Wendell Carter Jr. as let, – let, let's talk about it like this because I think this is the most interesting piece. Steve Clifford is the coach of the Orlando Magic. Um, he is a fantastic defensive coach, coached up the Hornets to significantly higher defensive rankings than their personnel showed that it should be in the past. Mm -hmm. I – like the idea of having Wendell Carter Jr. grow into anchoring a defense, which is probably what they thought Mo Bamba could have done. 
Um, I think Steve Clifford can really improve a team's defense with Wendell Carter Jr. There, get some youth, get some picks. I, if they could keep like depending on what that price is for Aaron Gordon, that is a really strong defensive four or five. Um, I, I really like that move for Orlando. So Keith Smith says, per source, the Chicago Bulls are still. What do we got? Still looking uh, at Lori Markin and trade. Chicago doesn't see him and Vooch as a long-term fit next to each other in the front court. Say that again? That they don't see Vooch and Markin as a long-term fit in the front court, and the Bulls are looking at Markin yeah. and trades. Which, yeah. I mean, is, I mean, we said that before. I mean, they need a defensive four more than anybody. You know who they need? Aaron Gordon. <laughs> Maybe in a separate deal. That's just, that is, I, I don't know. I don't know who the Bulls stop now. Be, between Zach Levine and Vooch at center, like that is a really, they're going to score a lot of points. That offense is going to be hella fun. Hella fun. What about, so now there's some skepticism, uh, you know, on, on Twitter or some, theorizing about uh auto porter getting bought out do you think we're heading down that direction yeah i said it before there's no reason yeah. there, there's no chance he's playing out the season for orlando i don't know why it would um i assume that he takes a buyout and ends up as a wing on a contender that's a very like that's an interesting move for a contender now that that is a guy that didn't look like he was going to be on the market that is now interesting let's see here Anything there's no there, i mean like unless orlando tries to flip him again but i don't know if there's like aggregation rules for that it might not even yeah, be possible no well they, they could just turn it into a three-teamer if they really needed to but yeah i would expect auto porter to get bought out and end up on a contender steven says i'm pretty sure josh likes the trade deadline more than christmas i do auto porter to the suns would be really interesting mm-hmm. another wing uh gearing up for them jack says lonzo levine vooch that would kind of smash Smash records for most points allowed as a defense. <laughs> Tony says, Josh, are you starting a trade talk show on YouTube at one? Uh, probably a little bit later than one, but yeah, I am. All right. Very good. Well, we'll let people go back, relive, uh, try and remember there are five games going on tonight that we did intermittently talk about here on this show amongst uh, everything else. So a few trades deep into the NBA deal deadline with uh, Vooch, obviously the biggest name, uh, that has been moved. Wendell Carter, Otto Porter swapped uh, in that deal. Orlando and Chicago. DeLon Wright to Sacramento for Corey Joseph last night. You had the JaVale McGee moving on uh, back to Denver that we talked about earlier as well. Uh, Money Jordan says you got Snatch on DVD. Sure do. In fact, I think it's in that same uh, it's maybe a shelf over. I think it's in that same general area. Uh, Steven says thanks guys. Great stuff. Thanks to all of you for uh, hanging out here with us and uh, you know just a reminder hit the like button hit the subscribe button and uh, do everything else that we tell you about throughout the show. I'll be back with you on Monday so uh, obviously a couple days beyond the trade deadline to digest all of this stuff but Josh like he said he is going to be uh, right back with you in less than a couple hours or maybe about a couple hours leading you up into the trade deadline 3 p.m eastern time to go over everything that is happening and who knows we are off and running here today and still almost four hours to go our thanks to Jordan our producer who uh, for the most part as far as I can tell paid attention to today's show so that feels like a victory <laughs> Josh great to see you buddy good seeing you too bro all right on the next let's get out of here guys. 